0: Howdy, eggs. This disclaimer is to inform you that there are instances of strong language used in this episode that may not be suitable for children. Thank you for tuning in, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Thanks, and gig'em.
1: Welcome to the Squadron 6 podcast, a show dedicated to preserving the history and experiences of Squadron 6, the Corps Cadets, and Texas A&M. I'm Brandon Trevino. I'm a ZIP here in the Alpha Class of 21, and my co-host here, Colton.
2: Yes, sir. My name is Colton Brandt. I'm also a ZIP, Class of 21, I'm with my other very special co-host.
0: Howdy. I'm Alex Jacob, Class of 20. Uh, I had half a year as a ZIP, but still counted. Would kind of ruin that. <laughs> <laughs> it ruins everything. Um, we like to uh, introduce today's uh, special guest for the podcast, um, and we'll, we'll get right started. What is your three deep, my good sir?
3: Howdy, y'all. God, I hope I remember do this right. So my name is Nick, or Nicholas Niazian. I go by Nick. I'm uh, from Houston, Texas, and, or mostly, and uh, I studied. I've graduated now. I slept through all my classes, but I studied history at Texas A&M, the damn best university in the entire world, and I'm an old ag now. Crazy. Yeah.
1: Old. <laughs> Well, cool.
3: Is that speak. right? Was that three deep? I got it. some right. flashbacks to the hallway of my classmen being like, oh, I want my three deep right yeah. now. And I'm like, ah. Oh. Um, I
0: guess this is probably the perfect time. So, for any listeners uh, who have no clue what we're talking about, your, your three deep is your name, your major, and your hometown. And this is something that we are basically required as freshmen to know about each other, uh, especially your upperclassmen. Um, it's just good to know these things in the professional environment where that's how, another way for you to get to know people. But um, I'm going to quit talking. We'll get right started. Because <laughs> this uh, this podcast is about you, Nick. So, yeah, well, um, we bad. can start I'm with the happy
3: first... to You guys talk. Yeah, so, I go start with the first, first question. question
1: yeah. yeah. So, how did you, so how did you, first, did you hear first hear about the core? About...
3: How did I first hear about the core? Okay. So, um, I've wanted to be in the military since I was five years old, um, and that's just always been the plan, and when I was, I was living in Pennsylvania at the time my junior year when I was planning to colleges, um, and my mom walked in one day and said, hey, there's like a five percent chance that we might be living in Texas next year, so you should probably apply to some school down there. I heard Texas a and heard of it, never heard of it before, but I was like, okay, cool. So I looked up the RTC detachment at a the A, uh, oh my goodness, I'm going to get yelled at by someone. What's it, the? The 805th? What, what's
2: what's our detachment? Oh, I think that's right. 805. Yeah,
3: 805 yeah. Man, it's crazy how I start to forget things. But anyway, huge detachment, read all about it. I was like, awesome, Air Force. That's what I decided I was going to do. Um, and so I was like, this this seems awesome. So I put in my application for that along with a few other schools. And what do you know? Uh, the day before my senior year of high school, I'd moved down to Texas like four hours before I showed up to my first day of high school. So I took a shower and went to high school and sent my application in for AM. Um, I did not, though, read anything about the Corps. <laughs> so. Zero understanding that there was a core at AM. I just thought it was detachment 805. Um so I got accepted to AM along with other schools. And since AM was the cheapest and closest and the attachment seemed great, I put in for it. And when I filled out my application or whatever, it asked if I want to be part of the core. Um, and I when I talked to attachment eight oh five, they said, Yeah, you got to be in the core. And I just assumed that was part of detachment eight oh five. So I checked the box and my ass showed up the first day not knowing anything at all about the course so i guess my answer would be i freaking stumbled into it by accident
1: <laughs> there you go it seems like that to a lot of people yeah
3: exactly right
1: you just kind of get put it yes 46, so we like had
3: um after- what's it called the uh um during the summer when you come in and figure out your classes and all that stuff what was it called the uh nsc Yes. The new student conference. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So I did my new student conference and I kind of got like an inkling at that point. I was like, huh, this attachment's a little different than the other attachments I've, I've read about. Uh, but they asked me, I went up to the the Sanders core center. Awesome building. I, I, I would love to go back and visit again, mostly just to steal their guns, but, yeah. um, freaking awesome place but anyway we walked up front just like you guys probably did your year and they say what squadron do you want to be in and i was like what's a good squadron and they were like well they're all good squadrons like that doesn't really help me what's a good squadron and uh he's like he's like what do you want to do and i was like i want to be in the military he's like well that doesn't help and i was like sorry man (laughs) <laughs> so, so i was like he's like well what major are you I'm like I, I actually at the time i was an international studies major but i figured out at my nsc that no way in hell did i want to be that i love history so i said history it's like oh well um history that goes to like three-letter agency squadron six is a, is a big three-letter agency squadron definitely was not but yeah, anyway yeah. he said it was, <laughs> yeah, yeah. was about he's like it's a three-letter squadron agency you should do that one and i was like cool sounds good to me he's like all right you're in squadron six and that was it yeah, that that's how end of I ended story, up squadron right? six. Literally just cause that colonel or whatever there was like, yeah, man, you should be on squadron six. And I was like, oh, wow. man, sounds good to me. Wow. Yeah.
2: <laughs> got got a bamboozled into the best outfit, right?
3: Yeah, no, I yeah. lucked out big time. I almost <laughs> wanted to a tampon twelve or
0: squadron eleven or something.
3: Yeah, I lucked out real good that I got in the squadron six. So
0: yeah. Yeah. Yep. So um you so uh you just for our listeners to know as well so uh you were in the class of 19 uh one so that would make you one year ahead of me but you were not my piss head and no so, i was not your piss head right yeah. so could you talk a little bit about that and um or maybe maybe i'm going a little bit too fast let's talk about your fish year before we get to sure. your piss head year. so
3: right. i'm sure just like everyone else's fish year um it was the most awesome crappiest experience i've ever had right so um sure. we'd love to go back to it but you also as, as rose tinted glasses you uh put them on it tends to make everything seem nicer than it probably was right i, I definitely it sucked while i was there but i loved it um so this year i was super motivated in fact you could talk to my buddies i was probably overly motivated uh when <laughs> i showed up see i thought that to get a scholarship of the air force or to succeed in rtc i needed to succeed in the core turns out <laughs> it doesn't matter at all <laughs>
1: Nothing relates (laughs)
3: exactly right there may have been some correlations and and trading wise there's definitely uh, benefits to it but no one gave a crap what you did in the core and no one knew about (laughs) it in terms of RTC yeah but I didn't know that so I'm going like balls to the wall I remember my best friend Molly Campbell one of our other uh my buddies she she gives me crap even now she's like yeah you were volunteering for literally everything like we all got in trouble because we weren't volunteering as much as you and stuff (laughs) (laughs) I was I started out a bit of a tool in I'd say freshman year and then I got Got less toolish while i watched other people who remained lameless get more toolish so i think i developed decently but um and i probably got more cynical along the way too but uh <laughs> fish year was good uh we had a really strong class of piss heads i would say we didn't really have and they'll probably hate this but i did not think we had that strong a class of upperclassmen um so our piss heads really were the driving force that year um and they did mm-hmm. a lot of training i had miss carter um, Hope Carter. She's a mm-hmm. public yep. affairs. I believe now out somewhere in the Midwest. Awesome. Pissett. Um, took really good care of me and, and had really high expectations for me and my, my fellow uh, people in my fire team. Um, so I got a lot of training there and I started getting into PT, man, PT sucked. I could still feel the dread in my stomach every day, <laughs> to go to PT, which may be strange to you guys. Cause I was like the PT, like dude, like in later yeah. years, but I hated PT, not cause it was hard, but just cause it sucked. We just get smoked every single other day. Oh my gosh. Um, but it was good. Also, character I, was talking
1: to, I was talking to Colin about, it. I was like, I remember waking up and it's like, you don't know what you're going to do. And you get like. Get your ACUs on, and it's like, oh, we got
0: to put on more, the ACUs, yeah, put the absolutely. boots on. It's more so than not knowing. I think just like the fear of yeah. like, what of our, our, our classmen got cooked for this training time? It's you know.
3: Do you guys remember that? Like that—that you're all inside the the fallout hole. It's kind of dark. Everyone's just depressed, and you're all kind of heads down, (laughs) staring at each other, just for like ten minutes. And it's just the worst, like depression ever. It's like before you go up over the trenches in World War One, you're just sitting there, like it's gonna suck, man. We're all Um,
2: gonna die. One of my one of my like like earliest fond memories of you was I think from your junior year before PT. Like you burst out of your room with like a bowl of microwave mac and cheese before you know <laughs> i was like this this freaking guy like he's got to get himself motivated with the with the craft singles
3: oh hell yeah brother so i y- hated getting
2: up <laughs> were <laughs> y'all in the
1: in the on the quad or were y'all in C- commons because i've heard that oh. at that time renovations were kind of going
3: around right you're right i lived in afghanistan i totally forgot about afghanistan <laughs> yes so we had afghanistan by <laughs> freshman year so um It's almost hard to explain because the quad has changed so much. In the years I was there, vastly different quad from senior year to my freshman year. Um, So my freshman year, basically, um, you have Duncan, right? And so you got the the two paths down from Duncan, right? So imagine that the edge of the quad was where the, you know, where the giant two blocks are, the huge part of the quad. Mm -hmm. None of that existed. So right there at that border, that was the end of the core quad from there to Duncan. So there was nothing past that. None of those dorms existed. None of that stuff. It was just a giant construction site called (laughs) Afghanistan. We call it Afghanistan. (laughs) Um, I have some pictures of it somewhere. But yeah, so... The quad was like half the size that it was by by the time you guys got there, senior mm-hmm. year and stuff. And so my dorm was actually on the edge of Afghanistan. So the guys that lived on the opposite side of the hallway, their windows literally opened into Afghanistan. If they jumped out, they'd fall in Afghanistan and <laughs> end <kept> up growing, <laughs> growing op- opium for the rest of their lives for the Taliban. Um,
2: Sounds like so, a bad movie plot. Yeah, exactly
3: right. Yeah. So so I totally forgot. And we had there was a bunch of buildings that were then actually torn down when you guys got there. Your oh, next wow. couple of years. Um, so like that, you know, that park area between the two dorm buildings, Squadron and six ended up being in, uh, eight and 12 or whatever. The one yeah, against the parking lot. Yeah. No. Yeah. That's a yeah. park. That used to be buildings. Really? Oh. really? Yeah. There was like core offices and stuff there. There didn't used to just be a nice big grass area. They tore that all down. That
0: is. Um,
3: yeah. So our year, our quad was kind of, it was a double-edged sword. One, it was so tiny that we were allowed to like not cross it a lot of times. But whenever we had to go on it, like you were just screwed. Destroyed. You're
2: on the classic size. <laughs> yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so we all in core dorms? Are we all like in the commons? Or how did
3: No. So Squad Six lucked out. We were in the dorm that you guys were in your freshman year, that first oh, one before I moved, right? Um, but a lot of the core was in the uh what are the dorms, the civilian dorms over on the other side of the quad mm-hmm. by uh what's the new dining hall that they made opened up? Um the commons? Yeah, the commons, yeah. So they were all actually in commons dorms for that year a lot of the cows yeah That's with cockroaches nice. and all kinds oh, of crap oh, there that I, heard I was about that. to say I
1: feel like it would be nice but I've heard some stories how it used to flood or even still floods to this day like it's exactly zombie. it wow
3: yeah Swords of cockroaches climbing out of AC vents and stuff they're also three people to a room so they would always talk about their two roommates their two old ladies which I always thought was weird that is I strange yeah. <laughs> um,
1: so I guess one one memory I want to kind of know about fish year. so what was the worst smoke that you guys had to endure from your fish year that you can remember
3: Okay, I have I have a, a two two part story to that. Awesome. I have,
0: yeah, we got time. Go for it.
3: Oh, awesome. Yeah, I'm I'm, yeah. I'm down to talk for for hour long, guys. So I have smoke, and then the worst smoke that didn't happen that we got out of by the skin of our teeth. Um, so the worst smoke, I'm trying to think honestly. It might there. It's tied. It was either. This pull-up workout by our chaplain who was anything but a chaplain. This dude was like the, the church chaplain. of pain, pain. Hate. <laughs> Yeah, he just he was a super buff dude that he just loved like grinding the crap out of us at PTI. He came like chaplain like three times. He would just come in the room and be like, everyone good? And we're like, yes, sir, we're okay. He's like, Great, we're gonna PT the shit out of you tomorrow. <laughs> Great. Thanks, Chappie. What a motivator. Um, you know, yeah, just... exactly. Right. So he did this pull-up workout at the at um, Spencer spencers at the park the main part yeah. i
0: think well, they spence. changed the name now right is it aggie park, aggie or park. i think they go like it's always yeah. going to be spence
3: it's always it's always spence. spence it'll always be spence yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah so Spence. so there's the pull-up bars there right so we were out there and i think we did straight pull-ups for like an hour and a half wow. like i remember all of us were bleeding our hands were like bleeding <laughs> oh, and crap and like <laughs> no none of us could grab anything for like the entire rest of the weekend um wow. and that just sucked. Like, I don't remember why, if there was even a reason we were being punished, or if it was just a workout, I don't know, but I just remember all of us hands and crap. And then I'm trying to think of the other really bad smoke sessions. Core brass was pretty good. They got us pretty good in core brass, but that's just everyone. You're um right. uh, there there was honestly, we got this crap smoke We were smoked every other day. So, not to make it sound like you guys are like got it easy or whatever, but we would smoke you guys. We wanted to punish you or something, right? Or if you were to earn something, right? right. We just got smoked every other just, day because <laughs> we were fish. <finished. laughs> right. <Yeah. laughs> so like our normal workouts were like just smoke workouts, and then the days where it really sucked, it meant like ultra hard smoke. We had screwed up something. Um. So yeah, they all kind of blend together. But the story I have, um, was we oh, this must have been like ha, beginning of second semester, I think. Anyway, I don't remember exactly when, but we decided we were going to bat our CO. Oh. Uh, for those who don't <laughs> know is. what batting is, uh, non-Aggies or whatever, batting is battalion newspapers. Uh, the battalion is a paper on the base. We'd collect it all over base, and we would... Uh, store them hide them we actually hid stacks of them underneath our beds because we didn't want the upper class to know what we were doing. And I remember I think it was our buddies had like seven or eight stacks underneath his bed. I remember we had like a big ass garbage bag we just walked down like the road on the perimeter of camp and throwing newspapers <laughs> in here. Gonna bat our CO. And so we um we waited um I don't remember if it was a birthday or something. They were always out going drinking. Um yeah, yeah. So anyway, we batted him. Sorry, man. My stories are all mixed <laughs> up. But yeah, so we batted we we batted him and uh, or her. Our CEO was a the female. It's Kingsley. Was her was her name? She's Air Force as well. I'm not exactly sure where she happened to. Um, I feel old now. You guys are making me talk about things <laughs> like a 70 like year old, like, oh, yeah, no, to, 1920. Yeah. You're like, there was no Japanese invading America in 1920, grandpa. Like, no, we fought the Japanese.
2: <laughs> um, ought to, ought to so I'm sure if any head. upper
3: class that listen to this, they're like, yeah, I getting his stories all wrong because man, they are really mixed together. But we batted her, and um. DTS was our first sergeant and man, they were pissed the next day. And Ortega was our pisshead. He was like the the elite pisshead. Like it obviously oh, yeah. became the first sergeant next year. So dude was freaking like the stud pisshead. Like, oh God, if you're getting smoked by him, just freaking sign up for tomorrow because you're done for today. Um Anyway, he's super pissed that the next morning they find out and they fall us all out. And it's poor. It's it's not poor, right? It's like barely sprinkling. And we didn't have any grass or quads. So we actually fell out on the mulch in between the two paths Ooh, of the dungeon. Oh, oh. So we're all in a big circle of mulch. Ortega's got steam coming out of his ears. He's ready to just rip <laughs> the crap out of us. And, oh, man, the pissheads are all freaking pissed. And um, we had this one senior who was, um, and I guess we have a tradition now, Savage Six has always been having international students from China, now Vietnam too. Um, he was the international student, a senior. So he spoke English, but it was a little bit kind of uh, just
2: accent tinged yeah. or whatever.
3: And yeah. not I don't want to say broken, but he had funny ways of saying word and stuff. And he was uh, the academic uh, officer or whatever. He really wasn't very much involved in the smoking side and that kind of stuff. He just really dealt with the other parts of it. Um, so he never was very much involved with that. And so he comes out and I remember he like looks around and we're all in a circle stretching, kind of quivering. We're like, Oh God, this is going to be the end. He's ready to just rip our intestine and start strangling us with them. And, um, he, he, looks around, he looks up, and I guess feels like a couple raindrops on his head. And then in his voice, he goes, it's waning. Everyone go inside. And Ortega just like stares at him as a seat as a piss head and can't say anything to the senior. Right. just out of nowhere, the senior decides, <laughs> screw your smoking, screw teaching the freshman a, 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 a lesson. Go inside. And we all like look at each other, and I swear for like a second, no one moved. Just everyone just froze. <laughs> and then his goes like, Yeah, everyone go inside. And so we're like, okay. So we're hey, we all fell inside. Same job. I remember turning around, and there's Ortega by himself in the mulch, the tiniest bit of rain falling from the sky, (laughs) just utter hate on his face, just (laughs) utter, utter hate, Steam coming out of his ears, oh
2: man, he must have been
3: so pissed, and it was a Friday too, so we got the entire weekend off after batting our CO, our (laughs) first sergeant, I don't remember who we batted, but we batted someone. And then they spoke the crap at us on Monday. But at that point, you know, the, the trade had left. We were yeah. like, haha, we got out of it, yeah.
2: <laughs> wow. Can't let, the, life. can't let the quad moms know that we were PTing in the rain. They put a stop <laughs> to that real quick. It was
3: like three sprinkled raindrops. <laughs> this dude, I think he got hit with the only raindrops in the entire state of Texas. And, and Ortega, I could just feel him Bro. just like he couldn't do anything. He was just shut down by this damn <laughs> academic officer, Sr. <laughs> well, but, yeah.
2: Okay.
0: So what's – that was, that was really, I mean, that was, that was amazing. <laughs> Let's go into your sophomore year. Okay. yeah,
3: That's what originally you'd asked me about. Yes. Right. Um, yeah. So I got, I wasn't your piss head, Jacob, which um, I don't know. Do you remember the first PT test you did?
0: Yes. Um, yeah. yeah, That, that was doing FOW,
3: wasn't it? It was the word FOW. Yeah. Right. Do, you, do you want to
0: talk about that for a second? Sure. Sure. So um, here, you know, we were, uh, compl- I, I don't know. I, we definitely would have had our haircuts for that point. I think uh, um, it was, I think yeah. So. It was, it was into like somewhere deep into the 10 days of FOW. And uh, we're told that we're going to go to Reed Arena and uh, do our first um, fitness exam. And so I remember that uh, I remember meeting you uh, as a prospect in high school. And I don't know if you remember that interaction, but I was, you know, I had... was it
3: on one of the dorm visits. Yes. You guys came in. Yes, yeah. I do remember that. Yes, yeah. I do. Yeah, Because I
0: had with your buddies. They had told me that you were faking your accent.
3: <laughs> yeah so, well, every single one of my buddies said that to right. all the girls i tried to date too
0: screwed so when my you walked yeah so when you walked in the room uh i was visiting from high school and stuff and uh that was what they told me to ask you and so when i asked you, you just like <laughs> got up and walked out of the room you're like i'm I dealing with this prospect we got that, I remember that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well yeah if we fast forward to later on um that summer <laughs> so <laughs> So fast forward in that summer when uh, we're doing our 4 w we're doing our first fitness uh, exam, and um, Niazian was uh, the guy who's who's uh, counting my push-ups and my sit-ups, and so yeah, he that's that's where I'd say we first officially like our longest interaction, I would say, before the year started and everything, and um, then yeah, we I was looking forward to you know it was the greatest news when I heard that you were coming back to six after. Uh, uh, say, yeah. it. Oh Of course, dude. But yeah, yeah, I want to hear your side of.
3: Yes. Of that. So yeah. So I was. But strange enough, I've been first day. And so I kind of like watched you. And there was a couple other year buddies that I encountered early on my piss head year. So I was, um, so end of Savage 6 year. Uh, a new outfit just like ours had been stood up back, I think, in 2013. Um, I know my senior class when I was a freshman was actually the first Savage 6 class that was homegrown, which meant that they had started as Savage 6 freshmen, or maybe they were, or sorry, the juniors. I don't know. One of the class, maybe it was the junior class, but. Up until that point, there had been people pulled. And so it was like an amalgamation because they just started an outfit. So they wanted to do the same thing with Squadron 5, the filthy fifth, um, which still exists today, I assume, mm-hmm. unless they've been six again. But, um,
1: They're still here. Uh, They're
3: still here, <laughs> yeah. You, know, you guys got to try harder. But yeah. <laughs> um, So they stood it up. Um, it was gonna. It was going to start to be a new squadron the start of my sophomore year. So at the end of my freshman year, the CEO, uh, she's a Lieutenant actually at Dias right now, but, um, opening started a new outfit and I got offered the opportunity to help start that new outfit. She came and asked me, I was uh, a real POS in my outfit. And so they were just like, yeah, we gotta get rid of them. no." but, um, <laughs> joking, joking. But anyway, I guess I was doing all right. People thought I was pretty decent fish. So they offered me an opportunity to come help start this outfit. And, um, I really liked my six buddies, but I, my mentors at the time and people said, yeah, man, it's a good, good opportunity to go experience uh, another another unit um, and have a chance to start something new and all that kind of stuff. And at the same time, and I think a lot of my buddies agree, um, I think our upper levels of our unit that we saw of six, were I don't think we are definitely the strongest. I think there were a lot of issues with six uh, when I came in my freshman year. And so I kind of was like, yep, eh, definitely. I wasn't necessarily the happiest about being in six. I loved my buddy class, but didn't really want to necessarily stay in six. Um, sure. at the time, and so i decided screw it new opportunity new chance to develop myself one to five um and so i started we're as, better, a, as we're a, better a, now
2: though i promise
3: oh yeah you're <laughs> miles better the fact that colton brand is in savage six is just it that's just right oh, is yeah the exactly the greatness of we savage six we're
2: recruiting, you know it's like we used to say we had rick perry as an alumni and now we say yeah, we gotta now Brent, yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> you gotta be you gotta become the governor of texas okay. so we so can uh i do,
2: bro, i gotta be the president of texas the supreme, chance- Texas, supreme chancellor supreme chancellor no,
3: no one tell colton okay. how the actual government works i think hey, work.
2: <laughs> i'm an, hey, i'm an accounting major not a history major listen <laughs> okay, uh, no, I can, that's, not, okay. that's where
3: you went wrong man you that's should
2: right. a history major okay i do i do have to head to head to my shift to work i got to go give a tour but before i leave i want everyone to hear the way that nyazion says hi howdy boy yeah. not oi
3: Oi. Oi, mate. Oi, oi, oi. Woo! you have a bloody good day, mate. Oh, it's good, good to see good you
1: taking... Where were we Where uh... squadron five? Squadron five. Yes, squadron, squadron five. five.
3: Yes. Yeah. So um, so that so I went to start up that outfit and I spent my piss year um with that outfit helping set it up. I actually am the one that came up with their uh their catchphrase, they hit the dirt that was like my main contribution. You're I kidding. came up with that. Yes, so that was okay. mine. So the thing they got on the back of their shirts, everything, I came up with Hit the Dirt. Look everything else, legacy. everyone else
1: came legacy up with. Legacy you leave, right that's right. Exactly, that's right. right?
3: Like, And sometimes some people are like, oh, someone else came up with, uh, 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 I don't claim anything except Hit the Dirt. I don't even want anything to do with that that's going cool. on. I'm six all the way, but I came up with Hit the Dirt. How,
0: how did that come um, up? Uh, what, uh, was there like a, a focus meeting or something? We are like, all right, we need yes. some, like, a chance.
3: So yes, yeah, like- so early in the year, or I guess probably in the summer, or maybe it was the end of freshman year, we, we had to figure out all the things that a squadron would do like our autos and our our form, our SOPs and everything, right? Yeah. And yeah. as piss heads, we had a lot, um, doing it because I, along with three or four of the piss heads, were the cadre, um, for, uh, FOW and all that. And so that was one of the things they had to figure out was like, what was our going to be like our, like, thing they yelled, um, like, you know, we do our, um, our chance and stuff, be it at, at football games and stuff and all different things. So ours was hit the dirt is what I came up with. Cause we're filthy, right. You know, hit yeah. the dirt with pushups and that. So, but, um, the big thing I really want to talk about the, you brought up a good point. Um, so like I said, I thought there were a lot of issues in six. I think my buddies would agree. Um, and I think as we went up in the years, we fixed a lot of those issues and you guys continued on to make it far better than we ever could have. Um, but the thing I learned, and I guess my biggest regret in the core is really going to squadron five and it's not necessarily because squadron five was bad, but I didn't realize fully yet. And it wasn't proven to me, I guess, until I made this choice, how much my buddies mattered to me, um, in, in, in the core. And that really, at the end of the day, and I fullheartedly believe it to this day, They're the only reason the core is worth doing um, was my buddies. And so I – my biggest regret is I'm lost out on a year of spending that time with my buddies in, in squadron six. And you guys saw me up in their hallway and I constantly was up there and stuff. And it's not yeah. to say that the people in five were bad or anything. And I have some good friendships in five, but my home wasn't six and my home was with my buddies. And so um, I wish that I had stayed with six and I got back as soon as I could, as soon as I could, yeah. junior year, I came right back. Yeah. We're so glad you did. So I was just about to I say,
1: I know that's a, that's a lot of motivation for people as their buddies. I mean, I, I had talked to a lot of people that don't want to go, you know, maybe not necessarily want to go to staff or anything because, I mean, they don't want to miss out on, on those relationships, you know, because you're right. I mean, one year, that's a big, I mean, that's a big gap. That's a big gap in, in the core, at least.
3: Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, those, some of those staff things, they're great opportunities and, and I don't want to sound cynical, but at the end of the day, you have an entire life of opportunities. You only get four years of your buddies, man. I would trade almost anything to just go back and spend another another month in that in that dorm with all my buddies kicking in their doors and doing dumb things and going to events and sucking it up for all the stupid suck stuff and uh, that's it's just the best thing ever man nothing else in the core matters comparatively nothing at all
0: no i agree and like there's something that i definitely took for granted and like going into uh was it being being the class that i guess like the last time something like this sort of happened but not comparing the the global uh you know setting in any way but like the only other class I think that didn't get to March final review or be able to do March and stuff like that, I think was uh, the one that got commissioned to World War I. Um, and so kind of like realizing at the same time, it was a great learning experience for, for us to, uh, as class of 20 to realize that like, you have no clue what's gonna happen, you know, at any point, a curveball can be thrown at any time. So like, that's, yeah, that's why sure it's that. sort of really, really important to invest in the time that you have now. And like going back to what you said earlier, like it, it's just, it, it's, it's only four years and it seems like a long time as a fish but once you finally get to like you know you cross the halfway point going into white year, white built years as well like it's all about you know these are the like what you're going to be looking back on this is what you're going to you know uh get you know uh, like those relationships that you build in the time that you took so i, I completely yeah. agree with you there so i
3: couldn't have said it better myself man. Oh,
1: thanks, man. Yeah. yeah back to uh back to six though once you uh got into your junior year
3: so easy as hell um, back, I like back, was, back with family yeah yeah, yeah. so uh if, if anything my so i necessarily didn't get to spend as much time with my buddies my sophomore year but it made me so much more grateful for my buddies and i think my relationships uh with my buddies grew a thousand times closer once i got back junior year um and those are relationships that are with me today i mean 95% of my my best friends, people I talk with every day, and send Snapchats to, and hell, I've been sending emails across Air Force chatter to are, are, yeah. <laughs> are my friends and buddies um in, in the core that I that I got to cement those relationships with my junior freshman year that had started my 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 saw so, or my sorry my junior senior year had started my freshman year. Um so I thought it was really easy. Um there were some uh, tricky parts with integrating with the upperclassmen. Uh, the seniors were, uh, happy to have, were happy to have me back. Um, but I know there was some kind of uh, he took his time out, so we aren't necessarily looking to you know uh, give him all the responsibilities or let him you know kind of take point. He's kind of still an outsider, and I had to deal with that a little bit my, my junior year. Me, I'm just go getter, I oh, didn't yeah. give a hell kind of thing. So I was a training sergeant, I don't know, if, I wasn't cadre um my junior year probably because i had left and come back and um that was too bad because i like getting to work with the guys and getting that first eyes on but i took it to heart training sergeant and um i mean our first sergeant Haley Nauman was a goddamn badass um between her me uh, molly campbell and, uh, all of our other bag buddies, No nah. <laughs> We definitely
1: created a great um, training environment for us as fish though. Yeah. You know oh yeah. That we, was, we took uh,
3: it, we took it as much as we could. Yeah, and, yeah. and I, I don't think there were really any issues and we did a lot of good work and a lot of stuff and we carried that outfit as much as we could. Uh, and so pretty easy. To so I got to ask donuts. though,
1: how was it culture wise? You said, you know, six was a lot different when you were there culture wise. How was that from, because we know, I mean, it's changed completely and I'm sure, how it is now that you know, but I guess got like going from fish year, going back even junior year when you know we were fish. And what was yeah. that?
3: Yeah. So uh, I think six at least, and starting my freshman year, and and through to uh, the, all the class of us, there was always this problem of like you had a couple people in each class year that like really like gave it their all, did their hard work and stuff. And I'm sure we can all think of who those people were in the different years. And then we had a lot of bags. <laughs> bags. What apathy. And, I say the years above me, the bags, like, didn't do much of anything, right? Um, the nice thing about my class, and maybe I'm just being biased, but my class, we might have had bags, but even my buddies that were bags still did stuff. Like, they still came to stuff and, and did stuff and were very much an integral part of the outfit, and they brought important pieces, right? So just because not every one of our seniors showed up to PT, the difference was when the upperclassmen didn't show up to PT. You never saw them anywhere. Maybe our guys weren't running PT all the time, but they were running the barbecue, running the academic running the extra events and that kind of stuff and so our class um was really just really good at doing all kinds of stuff and creating more of a, a family environment that i necessarily don't think the upper the years above us necessarily were, were as good at mm-hmm. and maybe they were maybe i didn't see it um but i think our year really came together and we're like hey man not all of us want to do the same things but we all love being each other's buddies we all love Trading our fish and 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 being proud of savage six um and so we all found our niche our niche niche niche, niche. yeah i'm not, I'm
2: not yeah niche, but,
3: <laughs> but um we all found our niche, and i can name every single one of our buddies um i'd say when i came back junior, because we lost a freshman year but all the ones that came back and that we're all together junior every single one of them did contributed in some way mm-hmm. to the outfit. And I think that was kind of the start of the change of the culture. And I think hopefully that kind of transferred to you guys oh, years went down um, that everyone maybe wasn't in the top leadership role. Um, and I can talk about the weird politics and all the crap that goes on in core staff and all that. <laughs> oh mess. yeah. No, it's still, it still yeah. happens to this day. Exactly. Right? right. But the nice thing was, despite all that crap and not everyone being in the leadership position, everyone did something and contributed something and took leadership in one part and I think I've seen that with your guys years as you went on um, and the little pieces I see through Facebook and stuff I think that's still happening and I think that was an important culture shift was just because you're not the first sergeant you're not the platoon leader you're not the CEO or whatever doesn't mean you're you're worthless and uh sometimes it takes some people that are like dude screw the core man that's cynical bs to actually come up with some of the best ideas and some of my most fond memories um they give a crap about the core structure stuff they give a crap about buddies and doing stuff and that's way more important
0: to me.
1: definitely so. oh i completely agree yeah no that's huge
0: that's huge so kind of going um back to uh positions that you had in the outfit could you talk a little bit about um the approach that you sort of took, like, uh, especially going your white belt years, that transition of going from from butt to zip, where uh, you used to training going into junior year as well, right?
3: No. So I was a training sergeant uh, my, my junior year, my butt year. And then I was actually a platoon leader um, my That's senior right. year.
0: That's right. Yes.
3: Uh, Nico Devero, the badass from down the end of the hallway, uh, who uh, fought many a nerf war against, he was the training officer. <laughs> Um, and it's he, like, and he's an outstanding trading officer actually. And I'm going to give a shout out to him right now. Hopefully he listens to this. I was, uh, I've been running training for my guys here at the air force base. And the other day I was like, man, I was like, I swear I had some cool. I was trying to, we're, we're uh, since COVID's kind of going away, we're starting to do PT again in the Air Force. I was like, yeah, man, yeah. I'm going to go try to find like all our old training plans that Nico made ju- senior year and I made junior year, um, in the folders in the Savage Six drives because we i still have access to those. And so I was digging through there and I happened upon Nico's like folder of like all this stuff. And man, that dude did work. Like he did a hell of a lot of work. There's some, damn good looking stuff there you guys yeah. probably still hopefully use some of it and he came with all kinds of detailed uh wardos and con ops and trading plans for all kinds of stuff um yeah so badass dude shout out to him you know, i definitely like remember it was I mean, a trading
1: officer i mean heck p- head year i mean us getting those plans when y'all made them and we executed them and it was i mean it was like clockwork
3: yeah, I mean, exactly. They were, yeah.
1: those training plans are good to follow, I and mean, they they smoked them too. I mean, you can talk to 22 about that. I mean, they know about it. <laughs> <Yeah.
3: that. laughs> they killed it. Yeah, sure. yeah. So I, I got a chance to to tag team that Nico and I are, are super close guy or super close buddies, as you guys probably saw, and um, so we worked a lot together on that. But that wasn't my primary duty. Um, I was a platoon leader, so I was more responsible for for the people and something that uh i'm proud of and that i, I really try to focus on my, my junior year i really went hard on the training right and i tried to just help not only with pt but all kinds of training right and there's a lot of times hell the piss it you guys can talk about I, I think every single day i came into the room no matter if we was because we did pt if we did brack drills if we did marching whatever we did any kind of training i came in the room afterwards and was like all right let's debrief i tried to do that every single yeah. day yeah um yeah. And that was great. And that, but it was a very specific thing. It was still the whole training, but it was just training. And so my senior year, I guess the transition was I went from focusing on developing people in all the training aspects to trying to develop people in all aspects. Yeah. Um, and I think you, you find that you found out last year, Jacob, in the short time you had, you're probably finding out now, Trevino, that it's, kind of hard to develop especially your fish and your piss heads, the lower levels when you're stuck up at this top level because you just don't <laughs> necessarily you have so many people under you right that is um, definitely true. and that yeah. it takes a lot of practice and it's a lot of um learning of how to affect that change and take care of people when you're so many levels higher yep. as people when you can't just kick at every person's door and talk to every single fish yep. right um yeah
0: and, and, and that's uh, something
3: that served me well in the Air Force. The whole, yeah, no,
0: I'm, that, that's, that's definitely something we should uh, dive into as well. Because, like, I think um, – I remember, you know, coming coming kind of kicking down your door and coming and chatting with you and stuff like where we would – I think the conclusion that I came to, uh, I think I expressed this to you as well, was that basically, like, you figure out what your role is supposed to be when you're starting the next one, you know? Um, like, you figure Absolutely. out what, you know, what a, a piss head is supposed to be when you become a junior and so on and so forth, like, you know – so what I don't,
3: did, did I ever, did I ever tell you, I, I said it a lot. I was not a good piss head until my junior year and I was not a good junior until my senior year and oh, I kind of figured out my down. senior year by like the end of senior year. Yeah. Oh, we knew
1: all about the gray belting. Don't worry.
3: <laughs> oh, wow. That, that wounds me yeah. deeply. Shite. Um, no, 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 I mean, I did. Oh, I definitely did gray belt a little bit. I'll, I'll wear that gray belt oh, like yeah. a bandolier while I'm making yeah, just a 12th man towel on me. But, um, <laughs> Yeah, but absolutely, I, especially my pissed year. Um, and maybe the part of it was I had a very different experience at five, but I did not understand what really made a good piss-ed until I was into my junior year. Um, and I think you're absolutely right that that, that, um, I think that's just kind of the way it goes because no one's going to be perfect when they start a job. Um, yeah. And that's just the, the, the virtue of, of learning. Um, but yeah, I really uh, couldn't agree more, man. Like that's, yeah. that's, yeah. That's 100% true.
1: And I think one thing that we, even now, because we're going through transition training, so, we're, you know, we're talking to the freshmen about it, the sophomores and all that kind of stuff, and I think it's interesting how much the idea of a piss head has changed in the span of four years. I mean, I know what, <laughs> you know, we know what it was God, like. Has it, has
3: it gotten worse as after oh, I left? Has it continued to go downhill?
1: It, it's it's a lot. I mean, it's just different, you know. It's that that view of that coach, you know. Oh, that's and a it's,
3: very, very good political answer. I mean, you know, you know I mean, and yes,
1: and, and you know the kind of piss Pisshead we all were. I mean, I, you know. Was definitely stressed back then and so it's definitely interesting talking and how i mean i always thought it was just kind of a cookie cutter you got to yell you got to get on them and to where it wasn't at least from my point of view it didn't seem like there was always a lot of leeway and what you know you can't really show a lot of emotion to the freshman you know right. you got to figure how to do that and so whereas now it's, it's different for sure because i think like
0: what's what's the real uh i'd say like issue that i'm seeing is that they're blurring the lines between piss head and, and butt you know I and understand. so if like if the whole point of because like, there's supposed to be distinct roles where if there's nothing really separating your you know your your sophomores from your juniors then why like what well, what's the point of having those two separate? why clusters? are you
3: making yeah. such a distinction out of them absolutely
0: yeah. you know so um there's i think a lot of a lot more figuring out and experimenting that'll need to be done especially with the transitioning to a different style of you know leadership model and stuff like that and then you were kind of core but i think I think definitely like these years are, are more dedicated to figuring out how to navigate through that and figure out what those distinct roles are going to be.
1: But I definitely think, I mean, with, with different things, I mean, positives have come out. I mean, I really do think how much they talk to each other and get mentored as a piss head to a fish is, is very beneficial. Cause I mean, yeah, I remember when yeah. I was a fish, I mean, I don't know if I really ever talked to my piss heads that much. I mean, to be honest, I did I think, <laughs> yeah. you know, I, I knew waiting. my fire too. I think he came in once or twice and that was really it. I mean, there was definitely not a lot of talking. I think when I was a freshman, yeah. I'm sure. It was and I think anyway. that
3: hundred percent is a great, is one of the, the positives of, of that trajectory of how piss heads and, and butts have changed. Um, I think, I think that the, the, the way I kind of always looked at it is a piss head should be hated, but respected. Yeah.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: So if, if, if yeah. you, if you like your piss head, then he's, he's doing his job wrong basically. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Cause juniors yeah. are there to be liked and, mentored and, respe- and be mentored by and respected but a pissed really is there to take care of you no matter if you want to <laughs> so like he he's just there to make sure you succeed and he, you can't tell that like he cares or not he's got to keep that inside but he's going to do everything he can to make you succeed and so i think that part of it of yes you should you can be hard as hell out on the field but when you come in that in that doorway and you say hey fish sit down and talk to me you're not there to, 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 to coddle him, but you're there to take care of him. That is something that I think is a definitely a positive focus. I think maybe I the negative focus is so much is that we've tried, we're kind of moving away from, oh, well, we don't want the fish to hate their piss heads. We don't want the piss heads to be not nice
1: to the fish. Or whatever,
2: right?
3: Yeah. And I think there's got to be that middle ground. I think the pendulum, as in anything, a pendulum swings back and forth. Right? And I'm sorry, it's mm-hmm. like a shit ton, But um, <laughs> thank goodness you can't see it in the podcast. But uh, uh, I think the pendulum is swinging. Towards less hate and more niceness, and that may just be a generational thing, and so on. And I think eventually it'll probably swing back, yeah. um, and maybe it's swung a little too far that way. But that doesn't mean there's not lessons to be gleaned from it. Um, right. Yeah. So that's the the quick three four minute uh, breakdown of mm, the core is stupid, but I guess I can respect some of the things.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're right right. Of right, 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 um, right. But I think yeah, like it, it comes from a from a place of uh, of uh, for all of us, like you know, because we've all the core means I'd say in a lot of ways, the same thing to us. Where like, this is something that shaped us and helped us, you know, grow in so many different ways. But so we don't want to see it turn into something that, you know, uh, we, we want it to still, you know, help future generations. We wanted to still bring future generations together and stuff like that. So for, uh, well, when we're, I guess, when we're seeing that change, it, it can be a little bit, uh, kind of like a, you know, a blindside, uh, sort of effect where it's coming out of, of nowhere. Cause you're like, well, if, if these changes could ultimately, if you follow this thread, might change the ultimately what the core is about, and yeah. then we don't want those freshmen to lose the entire experience. We don't want like all the way from freshmen to seniors. We don't want them to lose the entire experience of of experience, every little you know nuance that the core has to offer, because all that is so valuable.
1: Yeah, and I mean I can talk like sure. firsthand with that. I, mean, I think we've all experienced that, but especially with COVID, I mean, the core is nothing like you know <laughs> it was even last year. I mean. You know, it's so much change of, you know, you can't greet on the wall and there's no more Duncan. I mean, there's, I mean, a lot is, is changed.
3: Thank right? God. Screw Duncan. Yeah, yeah no, I mean, <laughs> yeah, right? I mean it's, it's, it's <laughs>
1: Those are the bad. best core in years. Yeah. And I mean, I think that's, that's something I think with this new leadership model, which is always going to be growing pains. But I know with a lot of stuff being kind of changed and a lot of, there's probably a lot of pushback initially. Which I think there's always pushback when there's change, but uh, I mean, remember the whole debacle with rack drills and uniform drills, and everyone, oh yeah, that wasn't <laughs> there anymore.
3: So Wait, they got rid of rack drills and uniform. Yeah, drills? those
1: aren't there anymore. You can't do those.
3: So all right, I, hey, hey, we can talk <laughs> about defensive. So we could easily debate for, for a while, like why rack drills and uniform drills are good, but I'm not going to do that because it's going to take too long and it it ain't worth it. But the one thing I'll bring up is just an example of how uniform drills have saved my ass multiple times. The, 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 act of a uniform drill. So ignore the, the, the leadership, the training attributes, all that stuff, the both sides debate, right? ignore all that for a second, purely the act of uniform drills, literally last week saved my ass. So last week I'm out on duty or whatever. And, um, I'd strip down to uh, clean weapons and shit because we got all kinds of grime and stuff on me and I don't want to get my uniform all dirty right. So I'm in basically nothing, just just skit, like, shorts and a shirt shirt right cleaning my weapons and we get a call that i got to go do something and i tell you man i was like uniform drill yeah. easy squeezy. Yeah. i freaking <laughs> threw all my stuff in like 20 seconds i had my top off, socks on blouse stuff put boots on armor on top of that hat on top of that probably shined my boots in quick 20 seconds because freaking my upperclassmen told <laughs> right, me to right, and i was right. out right and i look over to my side and there's like another couple dudes and they're still like freaking try to put crap on it took them three four more minutes um and i there's been like i can't think of it off top of my head, but it's been like five or six times in just the past year where i just need to get somewhere really quick and dressed and uniform drill saved oh, my yeah, ass yeah. and i just thought it was funny um that's, that's not necessarily a, a proof that it should happen like i said there's a whole debate about the training attributes but just purely on the act of oh drill.
1: the practicality so, of it
3: right. hell yeah so, brother that's oh, just oh. great man that's that's what my piss said told me um my freshman year about field training, which field training is a joke, but he was like, at field training, they're going to tell you to get in your your uniform in like 25 seconds. It was like five minutes, like freaking the kid from University of Dakota was like crying It was into his uh, dress shoes because he couldn't put on his blues in five minutes. Anyway, he was like, it's going to be 30 seconds and that's all they give you to switch from ABUs to blues. And, and I mean, it was kind of true. Like it was, yeah, it served me well, maybe not at field training, but it served me well overall. I've actually had to use my uniform drill
0: skills. I was fast. just about to say Estimate, mean, yeah.
1: 30 seconds to wire it and wear it I mean exactly you know, it's right.
0: exactly I yep. guess that, that's a, a perfect segue into asking about um your role in the military in the air force and, and uh how that's been going and everything and sure um, yeah yeah because you were actually our first uh guest who has uh, any military you know a military advice military experience and stuff like that so um well I'm st- st- to, still a,
3: uh, I'm still a green LT I make fun of myself all the time I've been Coming on, I'll make two years of active duty this September. I entered duty the day after my birthday, actually. Um, wow. so I'm a year and a half of active duty right now. Um, so yeah, I'm happy to talk about it. Um, so Right now, I'm a security forces flight commander at Spagndalm Air Base, which is located in southwestern Germany, right near the border of Luxembourg and France. If you're a a history nut like me, you'll know that this is actually pretty much Battle of the Bulge region, or right to the east of Battle of the Bulge. So Patton is buried uh, just down the road from me instead of Luxembourg with a massive, yeah, it's only about 40 minutes from me, and then Bastogne's about 55 minutes from me. Um, so when I drive through the woods every day, I can almost, I can imagine Germans setting up foxholes and Americans fighting through stuff. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I'm stationed here. Spagnum Air Base is a, is an F-16 fighter squadron base primarily. That's their main mission right now. Um, with, uh, stuff going on in the news, may have heard about troop movement stuff. So originally things may have been changing, but luckily right now it's not, um, but we also have a lot of other missions that we deal with. We actually have a whole bunch of mini bases that we control all across Europe, doing all kinds of NATO missions and stuff. But my specific job, uh, I'm in charge of about uh, 30, 40 guys uh, under, directly under my command. And we run base defense operations. So I'm a, I'm a day's flight commander. My I'm alpha flight. Um, and uh, basically my guys, I show up, actually I'm showing up tomorrow morning. So in... What time is it nine so in six hours i'll wake up and roll out at 03 oh, show up at 0430 um and i'll be working a 12-hour shift tomorrow so about six in the evening and wow. um, we'll run all base defense off so my guys will be running the gates um vehicle inspections running flight line security uh base patrols we actually patrol off base here too so we patrol the german countryside about 40 kilometers off base oh, wow. Um, wow. and then we respond to any incidents so anything that goes on on that base we're the ones that deal with it Um, and I'm responsible for them at the, at that level. Yeah. Yeah, So it's awesome. I love it. I was
1: about Um, to say, that's awesome.
3: Um, so a little about my career. Um, I originally wanted to be a a P officer, which is a whole different career field, basically dropping bombs on people and blowing shit up, which is kind of what I do here. I just do a little more law enforcement on the side. (laughs) Um, but unfortunately, uh, started with that and act duty broke my foot um halfway through the schoolhouse and so i switched over to sf and it kind of worked out well because i was never going to go to europe as a tech V, but my first time it ended up being europe here so this is where i ended up um and i'll be doing this i'm um, here for two years till october 2022 uh maybe longer we'll see if i get extended i'll be rocking as a, a flight commander for probably about another eight months on different time periods doing stuff i do a yeah. bunch of other duties on the side um, and then eventually I'll roll over and run the logistics side of the squadron for a bit to get that experience and then go from there. So awesome. I don't know that if they have awesome. any, yeah, any cool. questions or anything or anything specific you want to know about or just talk about. But
1: I, I was about nice. to say, I'm sure uh, it seems like you went from waking up early in the core to waking up early uh, even earlier.
3: Brother, I mean, it was such a bad call <laughs> in hindsight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah no, i remember it so i hate waking up and i hated waking up in the core every day and in the core i would go to bed around two to th- two or three and i'd wake up at 5 30 um and god it sucked and i did it every day and i was like once i get in the air force once i graduate i'm never gonna wake up early again i picked the completely wrong job to never wake up early again all my lieutenants here wake up at like eight and get to work at nine and get out by three and i'm waking my ass up at 300 when the freaking moon's still out um yeah it sucks <laughs> but it is what it is And the difference i mean uh i hate waking up but as soon as i'm up and i'm, I'm moving and i gotta go shaving everything as soon as i i get to the base dude i got a shit-eating grin on my face every time yeah. i drive to that base just seeing like i'm, I'm fine in the air like i said i've been dreaming of being in the since i was five years old and it still hits me every day that like i'm, I'm awesome. actually doing it so once right. i'm awake it's all good but yeah, yeah it's a bit
2: um
0: you definitely showed an interest in um getting uh knowing what other cultures and history and, and all Absolutely. that stuff so within uh because because i don't want to you know you to put you in the position where you're saying like you're going into security or, or any of that but like if you could talk about a little bit of what it's like to kind of now be plugged in into a different culture in a different country and stuff and has that you know that learning curve and, and stuff like that is now that you're meeting people and kind of you know going face-to-face interactions how has that been for you
3: uh so that's a great question um I feel like, unfortunately, I can't answer it as much as I'd like to because COVID is as big here as it is in the United States, right? Yeah. So, so things have So we're in a lockdown in Germany, just like the United States. Um, maybe a little bit more stringent, but it's about the same lockdown. So unfortunately, things have been closed. Right now, I'm on a two-hour radius that I can travel, so I can go out two hours anywhere in Germany, but borders are closed. So I can't even cross into Luxembourg, France. Oh, so unfortunately, it. I haven't gotten this much, But But... Um, as you said, I'm dude, I'm super sad. I'm living in heaven right now. There's thousands yeah. of years of history and culture and, and people and foods and, and languages that I suck at speaking that it's just, I love it. man. Um, <laughs>
2: yeah. So
3: I've been, I've been trying to learn a little German, um, but a cool piece that I can tell you. So even though I haven't had much chance to interact with, with people, um, I do live. I actually have a house. So I live in, in Germany. Uh, I don't live on base. Um, I live in a little town, but it's a little farming town. You know me, I'm a country boy and I hated being stuck in the city these past few years after college. And so I wanted to live in a small little country town. And that's what I do. I'm surrounded all four sides by countryside. Wow. Um, yeah. I'm about 15 minutes from the base and it's beautiful every day. I go run or walk and there's all kinds of wildlife and stuff. Um, and the people are super nice. The little bit that I've interacted with them. Uh, my next door neighbor is is my landlord's father-in-law And uh, they're super nice people um so that's really cool and i've enjoyed that part of it and people are people i mean germans are, are unique but the cool the one piece of german interaction that i've had a lot of is actually at work so i didn't realize this till i got here but we actually have i have germans that work for me um they're okay. called csus um I can't tell you what exactly that acronym but it basically means they're local nationals that are paramilitary so they actually work for the united states air force they're civilian or i guess they're they're contractors okay. but basically the best way to put it um and so under my flight i actually have four um csus that work for me um they've been working at spang some of them almost 10-15 years um, and they work security functions and all that kind of stuff and so they're germans they grew up in germany one or two grew up in germany i think one group in poland uh, actually, I think three, three of the four group in Germany, but they, they speak German. Or Germans or Europeans at least, um, and they're super cool people. They're super cool. They're super into the the NATO Air Force mission because they work for for the Air Force. Yeah, um, yeah. Germans, yeah. and so I've got a chance to interact with them, uh, and I've gotten to interact with. We have a whole bunch of other ones who work in the other flights and work in different areas and so on. So I'd say there's probably a good thirty something. Um, germans that work in our squadron wow and um so getting to talk with them they all speak english thank god because i suck <laughs> yeah. german, but, but we i even practiced my german with them i learned the word for butterfly the other day is spitterling Ooh. which spitterling. is just a hilarious word <laughs> 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 there you go. Um, but they're really cool and so getting to talk with them has been a nice way to, to slowly learn a little about german culture and uh and 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 i think and in a lot of ways germans and americans are similar we got similar humor and stuff and um Uh, just similar ways of of looking at life and so on um they definitely have their differences and their different attributes and stuff i'd say germans are probably better uh attention to detail and workers than we are as americans (laughs) because we're lazy sons of bitches but (laughs) um but they're really cool and so that's been the only unfortunately but fortunately the only real interaction i've gotten to have a lot of germans um went on a few dates before covid but that's been about it um uh, you know. german yeah. girls are cute but they're all stuck inside because of covid i was just about, about so to say yeah
1: opportunity. <laughs> COVID's kind of ruined uh, the dating scene.
3: yeah so i can't wait till things open back up and i'm going to start traveling hardcore i, mean, I already have yeah. trips planned to multiple different countries yeah um yeah. and and crazy enough um so you guys know probably you know, that that uh, I hate languages, Like, hate learning languages. I, I, languages are cool, but I suck at man. learning them. My mom knows 15 languages. I'm like the family disappointed Whoa, when it comes to a... language. Do <laughs> you not know that? I thought I have told you that before just so I can show <laughs> how truly crappy I am at language. No.
1: <laughs> You'll get there. Yeah, no, yeah.
3: I, I definitely won't. But uh, <laughs> my sister is, my sister got all the language genes and I got zero of them uh, wow, probably man. when I was dropped as a child and walked funny. <laughs> but, um, but the reason I say that, so who would have thought? So I took seven years of French. Uh, shout out to Emily Mims if she ever watches this, but she and I were in French class for, for many a semester, and I fe- I slept in the back, and she would dodge me whenever the teacher asked me <laughs> questions, so she basically got me through French, um, but I took tons of years of it just because I needed a requirement for history, hated it, didn't really enjoy it, but I got through it, and so I speak French at like a kindergarten or first grade level, right, that's, that's <laughs> my proficiency, and so uh, who would have thought, the other day, I'm checking on my guys at the gate, uh, we have a commissary vehicle come in, and so commissary vehicles, they got, they're sealed, got a manifest, um, usually driven by Germans. And so we need to inspect them, make sure that there's nothing hostile on there or they're smuggling stuff in, that kind of thing. And so uh, I just happened to be there when my that vehicle came in. So my guys go to check it. So I just follow them along and just watching them check it. And the German driver doesn't speak any English. And most of my guys, other than our German workers, don't speak much German at all um so we were trying to communicate with the German we managed to communicate him enough to get his order signed and inspect his vehicle but then he asked where's the commissary and I didn't know how to say it in German my gate guard she's fantastic but she didn't know how to say it in German either and he said I was like do you reckon speaks to English and he's like nine nine but he's like but I speak French and I was like (laughs) ah
1: and somehow man somehow
3: I remembered three words of French, I remembered and the gauche which is left and right. And so like with my hands and a left, I was like a and und as a and I managed to bullshit out some French. And he was right. like, ah, oui, oui, merci. And I was like, merci, right. <laughs> And the dude made it. And who would have thought, man, that I by seven years of crappy sleeping through French, I'd remember just enough to tell this but German see, guy driving an American vehicle to an American base. There
1: Crazy. you go. It applied. Yeah. I was going to be kind of curious with, how do you feel that? Because I know there's a bunch, and there's probably people, if anybody watches that are prospects or high schoolers or even freshmen or sophomore that are doing ROTC, do you feel that um, you know being in the core and all that really prepared you for you when you entered into the Air Force?
3: Yes, um, I would say it definitely did. I would say that um, uh, ROTC uh, gives you a lot of great leadership, mm-hmm. but not necessarily useful practical stuff. Like you get a bunch of leadership theory and stuff, which is great um, primarily though. And, and the core I'd say gives you a bit more practical stuff, mm-hmm. um, but the big things that come from both the core and RTC actually have nothing to do with the teaching so it comes with the confidence and the ability to work with people and all the things you learn about how to interact with people i would say that when i when i started the core versus when i left the core yeah I, i knew things dude i could march in my freaking sleep and i could yell at people and crap but the things that were vastly different between me as a freshman and a senior was how i could interact with people i completely different person um interacting with people my freshman year to to senior. And I guess it's kind of hard to describe because you guys didn't know me my freshman year, but my buddies probably agree. And I think all my buddies are the same. We all, I'm a much more developed person than I was when I started freshman year. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think that's just because of all the experiences that I got. That's not necessarily things that I was taught in classes, but that the experience I had just doing things and and working through things and running things and all that kind of stuff. And that has served me really well um, in, in, the Air Force and just in life. Um, I, I I lucked out that my four years between things I did and the buddies I had, I really figured out who I was and, and what I was. Um, and I managed to take that and stick it to this track that I've been trying to drive on since I was five years old to be in the military. And it just congealed into this great piece of crap that I am. And so, um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so, so it worked out well. So yes. Yeah, so, and you guys know me, I'm a cynical guy. I always call out, I'll tell you, man, most RTC, most of the core is BS. It's cool. It doesn't matter. It's not worth anything. It's a lot of crap, but the things that do matter are the people, the experiences of those people and the things that you do with them and for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and that is what I will remember both fondly because it it matters to me but also because it it developed me um, and that's the stuff I got out of both the core and RTC. Um, and yeah, it's served me me hella well. I also say howdy to everyone. And uh, there you everyone go. Yeah. freaking eats it up, man. Dude, I, I write my emails as howdy. You know, like everyone. That's, I, do it. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah.
1: I do the same Absolutely. thing.
3: My, I do the same thing. I went to the the wing commander's building the other day to meet with some protocol sergeants. And I walked in like, oh, you're the LT that keeps writing howdy to me in the emails. And I was like, hell yeah, brother, <laughs> howdy, what's up? I do the same <laughs> thing whenever Exactly, that's my thing. That's like my catchphrase, man, is the Air Force. Um, right. And I <laughs> like it because I, I didn't want to write, I hate writing good morning or good evening because, dude, yeah. This dude can read the email at any time. Why the hell are you writing good morning? Like that's just stupid crap. Howdy works anytime. It's, exactly. It's, exactly. Yeah, so I just wrote howdy. I say it all the time because it's been drilled in my head for four years. Like, I'm oh man, dude, I'm indoctrinated with the Kool-Aid through and through. That's right. <laughs> but, but yeah, whether we liked it or my...
1: not, we were indoctrinated with the Kool-Aid.
3: Oh, yeah, hell yeah, brother. Nice. Dude, we drank yeah. it hard
0: So you find Aggies almost anywhere. Like, you know, it's 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 insane just where they just sort of come out of the woodwork and like just as simple because you said howdy. And all the other Aggies are like, you know, they're, they're uh, <laughs> they just turn, yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, or
1: you yeah, even yeah, see the kids. ring. I mean, yeah. you see the ring in it. Per- it's right, yeah. That's true,
0: yeah, man. I yeah, open it's all my bottles with it. Yeah. So how many, uh how many Aggies would you say, you know, do you know are on your base or Aggie so presence or?
3: That That's funny that you ask. Um, so. <laughs> For when I first, I'm the only LT in my squadron. I'm my Air Force career has been a unicorn career. I'm a goddamn <laughs> unicorn, and that it's been a both a curse and a blessing. Uh, things have gone really well, and is really well, and and strange. And no one I can talk to can like be like, "Yeah, man, I did this. I was going through the same stuff." No one freaking knows. Wow. So I'm yeah. so there hasn't been an LT at my squadron in like 15 years. Oh wow. Um Whoa. So I don't know how the hell I got here. I assume someone at Air Force Personnel Center was really drunk and just threw my name on it, <laughs> and I'm. (laughs) complaining i'm I'm very happy to be here but i have no clue how i got here um but yeah so i'm the only lt in my base all right sorry not base squadron uh the security force squadron and we have a i have a captain and another captain so there are other cgos there are other there's a couple other officers but there's no one like me an lt right Mm. um so for the first few months i was here i was didn't know any other lts i was surrounded by enlisted guys and i love enlisted guys but there's that barrier you know between officers so i couldn't necessarily hang out with them and stuff um, and finally, like last month, I finally met some LTs and then hung out with them. And I met, me, I met other LTs. And just last weekend, um, I went to a board game night, actually, because I'm a deep, giant nerd on the inside. And <laughs> yeah. um, I met two Texas Aggies. And they're actually class of 17. Yeah. Um, and I had no seen way. them around before. Yeah. Um, can't remember their name, but the class 17. And I remember seeing them in the detachment as a, when I was younger and, um, and who would have thought, man, they were like, yeah, we're Aggies. And we all had the rings on and all that stuff. And yeah. I just found out the other day I was talking to a buddy of mine. She's, uh, in the band. She's, <laughs> she's a freaking killer over there. But anyway, she's like, Hey, one of my upperclassmen is at Spang Dolan. Um, he's an air force guy. Awesome dude. And uh, so now I got to go track him down because he's got to be somewhere around go. the base. I found out. So, yes, yeah, so there are Aggies. There. I haven't met any high-ranking Aggies at this base, um, but I've had people be like, yeah, my LT at Korea or my colonel here was an Aggie um, as soon as they find out that I was an Aggie. So, yeah. yeah. Well, man. So the That's Aggie cool Network
1: story. really does. I mean, it follows through.
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. And uh, we definitely – there are people, especially I'd say on the officer side, that know about Aggies because there's so damn many of us. And some of them yeah. got good, good – uh, perceptions of us. Some of them got bad perception of us. I'll, I'll, I'll uh, give you a, um, a, little, a little trick the way I do. So I'm a very uh, self-degenerating kind of humor guy. And I hope I've realized I've sweared already. So it's probably a dumb question to ask, but I'm about to swear again. Um, so the way I do it when someone's like, oh, you're from a i A&M. I'm like, yeah, man, I'm one of those khaki. F- probably see me on the tv and shit <laughs> and that's the easiest way to do it like as long as you're not full of yourself it doesn't matter if they don't like Aggies or not you'll probably be all right with them yeah. and I, now i got some really good dudes i've been at tech school they're all like oh you're an aggie but we got along real well because yeah just, a, just, just a chill dude so just don't be full of yourself and just use your ring to open things and nothing else and you'll be good man yeah, yeah. for
0: sure it's uh, like one ring to rule them all
3: that that that's the kind of uh saying that makes us <laughs> seem like douchebags but yes that's, that's right yeah hardcore man <laughs> <laughs>
1: so how has it been after graduation and all that? I mean, I've mean, been graduating for two years now with uh, keeping up with your buddies. Because I know that's always something people talk about is that, you know, how close are you after you graduate or how, you know, so how's that been? So I know Frank so, was doing the Air Force and a couple of your buddies
3: as well and all that. Yeah, so, oh, sorry, go ahead. Molly. I was going to say, on
0: top of that, to, uh, if I could just add a footnote to that question Hell as yeah, well. Bro. Could you also describe, like, the journey that your buddy class went through, kind of, because um, I, I think this would be also, like, for, especially for a freshman who's listening right now. Um, what you know, because there is that you know, you're told in the court that you make the best friends like your buddy class. You marry and you better your buddies. Is but is that attraction or like that connection immediately formed during your your fish year? So I'd love to hear. You know, you're taking kind of how that, we all that, continue to stay together.
3: That's those are both super good questions. Um, I think I'll hit uh, Jacobs first because then yeah. that'll lead into uh, Trevino's. So um, <clears throat> no, <laughs> <laughs> those connections are not forged your freshman year um so my freshman year uh we had and I think this probably happens to all freshman classes it, or it immediately got clicky so there were like little clicks of different people that because of their personalities interests whatever they kind of formed into their groups right and we also had a lot of freshmen we had 22 freshmen are uh, in my oh, buddy wow. class right um and half them would be almost half them would be gone by junior year um because we you guys know by senior year we're down to like 10 or 11, and and or, and or of those 10 or 11, 4 or 5 were new people that came mm-hmm. in. So, mm-hmm. of the original... By the time we got to, like, my senior year, there was, like, nine of the original buddy class. But going back to the freshman year, no. You're not going to have those initial die, brother, banded brothers, captain, winners <laughs> connections. It's not going to happen. Um, but you will lay the seeds of that. And I lucked out. I was... Uh, you know me. I, I kind of, like, get along with everyone. I'm willing to just talk with anyone because I'm a weirdo. And so, um, I didn't, wasn't part of any of the cliques. I'd kind of just hung out with every meal. My roommate was kind of part of one kind of clique group, but he was also super like hang out with anyone, dude. And so the two of us kind of worked out well together in that we just were part of all the different groups. Um, and so I had laid kind of, that's when you had the chance to lay the seeds with everyone, but don't, don't go in your freshman year or a freshman right now. Don't be like, man, I don't feel like I'm super close with my buddies. That takes time, man. It, it takes time and experiences. And the fact is, is that, people will change and mutate and leave and come back and go to other outfits and stuff. Um, and so I'd say, uh, my sophomore year, I basically got like a, like a long distance communication with everyone. So I kind of continued to build relationships. So it was more like the uh, distance makes the heart grow fonder. Right. Yeah, right. Um, so I can't really speak to what happened sophomore year, but I think as um, sophomore came around. We lost some people, which kind of destroyed the clicks. And also people kind of realized like clicks are stupid as you start to mature because everyone's super immature in the freshman year. Um, yep. And so I think sophomore year, people started to kind of become more of just one buddy class. And I think the piss head mentality kind of forces that too. Because if you're all trying to do your own separate thing and say, screw you to each other, then the fish see that and you look stupid. Yep. Um, so I think it's partly core influence, but also just partly maturity. Things started congeal When I came back junior year, Um, At that point, it was pretty much (laughs) we had we had lots of losses, and the ones that remained um, were pretty tight, and we all got really tight. And I'd say by junior year, that's when my like really close relationships were were forged, and I really grew to really care um, and 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 depend on the people that are around me. Um, And we had a lot of things. I'm not sure like not necessarily going to go into some some of them are pretty personal, but we had hard stuff happen um to some of my favorite people on earth man and um things that made me question if those people were even going to be around by the time we graduated college and i'm talking like life and death kind of stuff um that's not necessarily going to happen to every buddy class um but the fact is is that uh that combined with the fact that i already cared so much about those people after now spending two going on three years with them um i can't imagine my life without them and um one of my, uh, one of our best buddies didn't even join our class till till junior year. That was our first sergeant, Haley Nauman. I was lucky enough, I got, she, she and I were together in Air Force since freshman year. So I kind of already had a relationship with her, but she became one of our most integral buddies, even though she didn't show up till junior year. And I think that just was continuance of maturity and growth and, and caring for each other. Um, and and it comes around. And that's not to say that I have the same relationships with all my buddies. Some of them I'm more close to than others. Yeah. Um, and I'd say that's just the fact, human nature, you're just going to grow closer to some people and maybe not some others. But I'd say as a whole, my entire buddy class that was that remains, um, we're all pretty tight. And then a few of us are, are super tight. Um, there's some of them I talk to almost every day. Um, and and if I can't talk to them every day, I feel sad that I can't.
0: Talk to them. <laughs> yeah, no. but,
3: but, but <laughs> the ones that we lost, uh, I know some of our buddies keep up with them. Can't really say I kept up with them. Uh, very much. I still fondly of them and stuff, but they kind of just fall by the wayside. Cause you're just constantly doing stuff together in the core. Yeah. And so to get to, to your question, Trevino, uh, oh, and by senior year, man, it was live or die, dude. Everything. The only reason I looked forward, like I love working and training you guys, but the real reason I looked forward to getting up every day was yeah. to go do stuff with my buddies, man. Oh yeah. So I, I, I didn't give a crap for classes for four years and everything was just buddies. Um, and so I lucked out, um, speaking to your question, Trevino, I lucked out. I was in Texas for most of my time post-college. So I had to wait about six months just to enter active duty. Hmm. Um, And so I was just at home. So I constantly was in College Station. You guys saw me around once or twice. I'm constantly in College Station going around different parts of Texas because luckily a lot of our buddies live in Texas. Um, And especially my really close friends. And so um, we hung out a lot. Even once I was in tech, P-tech school, I was in San Antonio and I'd sneak out almost every weekend and go hang out with them. Um, But by the time I found out orders for Germany and started going to SF Tech School and all that, um, all of our buddies started to get their orders too. So at this point, we kind of, unfortunately, sadly, we kind of did our diaspora and we rolled out. So yeah, we're all doing really well, but we're all kind of spread out now. And so yeah, it kind of sucks. Um, I keep in contact with them. I talk with a lot of them daily on the phone. I play video games with other guys um, on the computer and we get together. Um, and so I do my best to, to keep those connections up. And some, some of them, maybe I don't get to talk every day, but we still send funny shit in the group me's cuz we're still using oh, yeah. the group me yeah. <laughs> it. yeah
1: it's good really exactly. to hear
3: yeah exactly um and, and we even just post pictures and stuff of fond memories. Um, and I I go through nostalgia trips a lot of times, and I'm scrolling down through my gallery of pictures, and I'll just find something of funny stuff between me and some buddies, and I'll post it in there just because I miss it. Um, yeah. But yeah, it, it sucks, <laughs> I guess. I'll tell freshmen, whoever's listening, in the corn stuff or pr- prospective people, that hey, man, you're gonna you're gonna build these awesome relationships, and then you're gonna graduate, and then you're gonna lose them.
0: <laughs> <No>. <laughs>
3: like they're gonna they're gonna yeah. leave you. And so it's like a bittersweet, like it's going to all end one day. But yeah. the nice thing is um, we, I had with Molly Campbell and I, we had planned together. Um, all of us buddies before I left for Germany had gotten together in Bronte, Texas, middle of nowhere, West Texas. And I pulled yeah. as many buddies as I could. And we all got together in a trailer and spent a couple of days out in, in West Texas. And it was just the best time of my life, man. Just getting to see all the guys that I maybe hadn't seen in, in from a few months to almost a year um and it was just the best three days of just hanging out right, right. so yeah. we'll probably try to do that again i i'm gonna try to take some leave and figure out ways to get us all together but as we slowly spread out more we're just gonna have to, to plan those out because i um my life would not be nearly as as full and and rich if it wasn't for those people and so
0: mm-hmm.
3: uh, i definitely want to keep them in my life as, as much as possible
0: for sure 100 yeah all right brand do you think it's a good time to transition into our rapid fire segment Yes it is, if you want to oh, start it I'm off. I'm ready.
3: Should I put yeah. on my body armor real quick so yeah. I can take the rounds? It's right yeah. over there if you want me to. But. You can uniform
0: <laughs> drill, right? <laughs> You've been practicing.
3: Hell yeah, brother. Rapid, Rapid fire. fire.
1: So number one, favorite aggie tradition.
3: Favorite aggie tradition would, oh, there's so many. All right, it'd be a tie between silver taps. And um, sh- 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 booples.
1: Booples. Okay, well, that's a good one. a good
3: a- one. Oh one. yeah. All right, favorite campo. I know this is one you have to bring from the favorite
1: back of your mind. Favorite
3: campo. Oh my god. I gotta. <laughs> All right. Get your cave inside. Yeah. Definitely don't have that anymore. Uh, it's, it's in a box somewhere, actually. I definitely do have it. It's in my Aggie memorabilia boxes. Um. Uh. There's like, it? The, the John 1513. Uh, there's nothing sweeter than he lays his life down for his friends. I'm butchering that, but that's probably my favorite okay. one because no, it got you in my head so yeah, much. Yeah. Uh, but the other favorite one I have is the one that I never learned. Ha ha, Miss Carter. Um, the Aggie Women's one. It was like the final one I had to memorize. And she was like, did you learn it, Fish and the Ozzy? I was like, no, ma'am, I forgot or whatever. And I got to do push-ups or whatever. And then I just never learned it. I'm sorry. I love <laughs> Aggie women. They're the best ever. And I'm not – <laughs> but I never learned that. But it's kind of like my favorite one now just because I never learned it. Right. Um, yeah, yeah. Cool. I also like the Savage 6 one that um, – who Trump. made it? Who made the Savage 6 one? It was, uh, it was one of my juniors. Um I don't remember. But anyway, that's an awesome that, one too. That that's actually made. an awesome part
0: of history because I, I never knew like how long that was in existence. So that's like, yeah. I think, I think, yeah, I
3: think it was one of my upperclassmen that made it, but oh. I may be wrong on that.
0: But I know that was. We was, should, we should definitely find that uh, find, uh, you know, because we're also trying to rebuild the offense history too. So that would be an awesome person to talk to. Yeah. Oh,
3: and Danger 79ers, just because freaking just, badass oh, dude. Yeah. I wish I could be Danger Seventy Nine. I would. I would sell my right kidney to be, <laughs> to be Danger 79er, man. To do all the badass combat stuff yeah. he did, um, I, that's why I went and did push-ups in front of his statue all the time because it's just right. freaking him. Yes. All right. Uh, next choices. question. Rapid fire.
1: Thank all right. You. So, favorite year in the core.
3: Favorite year in the core. Senior year.
0: Senior year. There you go. Sweet. Alrighty. So, um, so yeah, we'll, we'll add allegedly in the footnote here because uh, it may be necessary. But best prank that you pulled on your upperclassmen or was pulled on you. It's easy. It's freaking easy. It's
3: the okay. goat break.
0: I was just about to say, I was, I was, <laughs> the <laughs>
3: greatest break all of right. all if time. Say, go all go right, break. So, for, for our listeners
0: who, uh, who have no clue, <laughs> who have, what have not been
3: graced you. with the story of the exactly. goat break, you, should I tell it? Okay. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. so please. It's a cold, dark, damp, musty day, and someday that I don't remember because I don't remember the date. Uh, but anyway, uh, sophomore year. Yes, man. Yes, those details are getting squished up. Yeah, yeah, yeah sophomore was... year. Yep, sophomore year. I was... So I was in filthy fifth. Those damn bastards. But uh, I hung out with my Savage Six buddies, and we were we're driving along. We decide we're gonna pull a prank. We're gonna get a uh, a goat in the dorms. So it was the 21st or 20-something birthday. So all the zips are out drinking that night, and um, going to farm up in Norman G, Texas, um, which is a little town between us and Dallas, and. Um, he, uh, we drove up there, and two trucks, and uh, we had a goat back there in the chicken farms, and he was an awesome little goat. Dude was just a cool ass goat, showing back there. And so <laughs> we put him in a cage, and we put him in the back of the truck, covered with some blankets. and we drove back down to College Station, and we started to hatch our plan of how we we're gonna deploy this goat. And by the time we got to College Station, uh, we knew that we were gonna put the goat in first art room, and that's all we had. So. <laughs> So, and then I remember asking, we pull up in front of Busby and I was like, what's like our plan? Like our exit plan? Like, how are we going to get rid of this? So like, ah, man, we'll just figure it out afterwards. So we have no <laughs> exit plan whatsoever. Um, so we pull up in front of Busby we're like, crap, there's cameras in Busby though. So we can't go through Busby. At this time we're living in, was it dorm eight?
2: Yes. Yeah, the one that's connected
3: yeah. to Busby. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So we wanted to take the elevator up Buzz. There's a big ass goat that we were going to carry in this cage. Um, but there are cameras in there, and so we're like, we can't go in there. So we decided we'd go down the quad to the left of Busby and go all the way down the quad, down our dorm, and come up through the stair. Well, okay. on the back side of dorm eight. So if anyone happened to be looking out their window at like nine at night, ten at night, at the quad, they would have seen four people carrying this crate with blankets over it, going <laughs> pissing shit coming out of it. Just like this walking down the quad i can't believe we didn't get caught no one freaking even no called one. out to us i don't think anyone was on the quad thank god so we make it all the way down to that end of the of the dorm we get to the stairwell and then we're legitimately this is a big ass cage it's like a full-size goat so it's almost wall to stairwell uh railing like trying to maneuver this goat cage has these the goats like swinging around inside the cage trying to maneuver it all the way up the stairs because we lived on the freaking third, third floor, floor. Yep. <laughs> so we finally get up there then we disassemble the cage and we have like little leash around the goat and we hide the cage and we leave the goat down the dorm room and man it was just lucky no one came out of their room in that two mm. minutes it took to get from the hallway to the um and so we get down there and we let the goat in and we quickly like push all of his paperwork or homework and stuff everything out of the way so he doesn't like eat anything and uh we put the goat in there and like cool and then i think it was i don't remember who someone had the idea to set up a camera um, in the corner of our room with Bluetooth so we could watch the goat and watch them actually open the door and, and encounter it. And so we went to the room next door. With, um, so we sat in the room in darkness and locked the door and we set up the camera, this Grady, the, 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 the goat, <laughs> and we left the lights off for the goat we didn't want to torture the goat right and somehow the goat dude found homework within like 30 seconds that we had missed and started eating <laughs> so whoops and then the dude the goat starts eating the blinds and then no shit this goat walked up to the uh to the door and started trying to open the door and stuff this is a very smart goat oh, or like he just God. ate some homework um <laughs> but yeah but he didn't make it out that's so we're sitting there and waiting and it's pretty late this point and finally we hear all the seniors come back in um And I think it was the XO who opens the door and the goat looks at him and goes, and he looks at the goat, (laughs) looks looks back out, closes the door, opens it again, (laughs) stares at the goat a second time. The goat stares back at him and then he sticks his head out in the hallway and goes, hey, man, I think there's a goat in your room. Oh, my God. (laughs) And so <laughs> so uh so then everyone's like, What a goat or whatever? And they come up there and there's just a goat sitting there. We're like, who the <laughs> hell put a goat in our room? And he slowly watches, like all the seniors like are slowly like, what the hell's going on? And we're all like holding over our hands over our mouths, trying out to laugh in the room next door. And this goat's just going, bad stuff. And then they're like, they're like in, like, why did you have a goat in your room, man? Like, wh- why are you keeping a goat in there? He's like, it's not my goat, I didn't put it in there. <laughs> and then the goat starts pissing on the floor. So they're like, get the goat out of there. So they like escort the goat down to the bathroom and into. Enter- and go to the bathroom all the way down to the, the hallway. And at that point, they're like, fish! And they start yelling for fish and stuff. they like, fish, get out here! Because yeah, immediately I, I they was, assume. I was one of the fish on
0: that wall. <laughs>
3: yes, yes, oh man. So they immediately assume it's the fish. And so we hear, we're still in hiding, and we hear all the fish come out goat's been now interned in the bathroom, um, I'm assuming, bawling and peeing peacefully in there. And uh, they call the fish out. It's like 2 in the 1 in the morning or something, and all of them are all sleepy and They're yelling, like, who the hell put this goat? In? And none of you have any idea what they're talking <laughs> about, right? And they, like, lie me up on the wall. And, they, and at the point that they were, like, they were like, get out of here, everyone, we decided to come out there, too. Still just playing it by ear. I don't know why oh we'll yeah, right. so we come out and we're like, what's going on? Like, there's a goat in the room. Um, and we all start getting mad because we're pissed. So, we're like, who the hell did this? Which fish did this? And we're like yelling <laughs> at them. <laughs> and we're like, which one do you put a goat in the CO's room? And you're going to be freaking screwed tomorrow. <laughs> and we're all feeding the crap out of them. And Streffis knew me I was from five. He knew me probably because I was around. But also, he was my flight commander at RTC. Um, and we, we uh, were he had driven me around a few times. So we knew each other pretty well. And and so they're all like, yelling at the fish, and the, you guys have no answer. Like, you're all just <laughs> like, uh. And um, uh, so then I'm like, hey, uh, hey, I don't know who got... I'd say this breakfast, like, hey, uh, man, I don't know which one of these fish brought this goat in here, but we got a buddy uh, with a farm, because this goat keeps pissing and stuff. And like, who's is it? We need to get rid of it. And I was like, hey, we got a guy with a uh, buddy with a farm north of here. We can go keep the goat there. Uh, We'll take care of the goat while you guys finish out the fish. And Strep was like, thanks, Diaziana, I appreciate that. The exact
0: same Perfect. Yeah, perfect getaway.
3: So literally, we take the goat and walk it out of Busby, and we walk it back down through the elevator of Busby all the way to the bottom. And we walk back out to where our truck, our our parked in front of Busby, put the goat back in the truck
1: drive off wow talk about <laughs> piss
0: heads torments and-
1: uh, okay no so I, I
0: have my version of the story real quick like yes so- please please tell <laughs> I,
3: was- I can't believe we got away with <laughs> so
0: that's best one was like i remember um when uh and so so for for anyone who's listening who's who's uh not aware so when we we, we don't have um shower, like bathrooms or showers in our in our rooms we have a community uh place with stalls community and stuff. Shower, yeah. Yeah, community shower so uh, the address to get there is you wear your bathrobe and you have a towel, and then you go and you you have to swipe yourself in and whatnot. So, I remember it might have been like nine or ten p.m., and I'm I had just finished studying or whatever, doing homework, and so I'm walking over. And I think the point where our stories kind of cross intersect, uh, uh, Nick, is where y'all were transporting the goat into someone's like room before you moved it over. To- yes. So I remember just standing there and like. I guess i was i, I just woken up for a nap or something like i just don't all, all i saw was four piss heads or you know, four or five piss heads moving a box with a white sheet on top of it the goat didn't make any noise though so, so yeah. i was like did we like, tell I'm, you to go to bed fish i think so probably something like yeah. that. Or like <laughs> I, I don't even remember but like i i was just like i i can't see anything like i'm just gonna go shower <laughs>
3: i do remember that i didn't remember that was you but i remember someone saw us but we were still okay because it was still covered, so you didn't right. know there was a goat yet. <laughs> and yes, that, I forgot no, about that. Like
0: that goat didn't make any noise, like <laughs> at the time. So like it was perfect where you know even if I could have done something about it, like it was, <laughs> it was not gonna happen. And I was I was too like terrified to do anything anyway. So when they call us back out, and then I just the next thing like I was confused. Okay, I see uh, a box being carried in the hallway. And then when they call all the fish back out, it's just for standing in the hallway with a goat. <laughs> <laughs> And he's like, dude, yeah, which one of y'all did this? And all of us look at each other, just confused and dumbfounded. And then later on, like, I just remember thinking this one thought in my head. I'm like, Frankly, sir, I'm flattered that you thought that we're capable of this, but we're not like we were not motivated. You guys were such a good class. You didn't do anything, no (laughs) pranks. That's why we did it, because you guys didn't do any pranks
3: the entire (laughs) year. We were a horrible fish class. We constantly did pranks and constantly got the shit smoked at us.
0: And you guys were the goody two shoes. Right, yeah. We, we, I think we've, I'm like, it, it skips a class normally. Where I think yeah, like, yes.
3: absolutely. <laughs> yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Cause like, oh my God. It,
3: it does skip classes. You, you poor, poor fish, man. You man. guys got yelled at real <laughs> yeah. hard.
0: Uh, so oh, our man. next question is, uh, do you think that the core prepared you for post-grad life?
3: The core prepared me for post-grad life. So the rest of my rest of my lifetime. Um, <laughs>
0: Do you think, uh, let me rephrase it a little bit. Like, do you think you would be as prepared or as qualified or, you know, uh, as comfortable in the situation that you are right now if you were not in the core?
3: No. So like I said earlier, uh, my development from freshman year to senior year, I'm a very much better off person. So yeah, I, I would hundred percent say necessarily that prepare me for everything. No. Did it mold me into a better person? hundred percent. Yes.
0: Yes. Yeah. Awesome. And for a final question, what would be your best advice for current cadets? Best advice for current cadets.
3: Okay, I got, uh, I'm always doing two-parters, but I'll give you a two-parter. So as fish, as fish, and man, I'm sorry to I probably shouldn't say this, but (laughs) 90% of what you're being told that is important as a fish doesn't matter. Um, So I remember as a (laughs) fish, I'm I'm ruining (laughs) the core right now. (laughs) But all all, I'll say, as a fish, you think everything is so important. You think it all is like, Life or death. And you also think that the entire core is the best oiled run machine you've ever seen. Like you're convinced that, like, all your upperclassmen got like headsets on inside their brains that are like communicating with each other. And there's like ultra plans. They got like a secret service running everything and they know everything. Um, That is true. 100% true. They do know everything. Your upperclassmen know everything. And God help you. But (laughs) that part I'll 100% confirm. But the part I'll say isn't true is that. It's not life or death. So I uh, my advice to fish is I've seen some people go from fish year to their later years. And because they think they failed fish year or they don't think they were successful, they let that color the rest of their career mm-hmm. in the core. Um, and it turns them into – Bad cadets and people you don't want to be around versus the people that take the good and the bad of freshman year and then move on and just try to do good things afterwards are far more successful. So that's my advice to Fish is that don't think that your life's over just because you failed something or screwed something up. That's the whole point of freshman year. And that's what I mean by it doesn't matter. It's not that it literally doesn't matter. It's not that you shouldn't do anything, you shouldn't care at all, but don't think that just because you're not succeeding at everything means that you won't be a success because it, it's not true. Every one of us sitting here, all of your upperclassmen, failed it at something if not lots of things and they also succeeded at things but they definitely were not A star shooters that did every single thing right because if they were they wouldn't be humans um so fish my advice to everyone um is something that i try to live by every day and that's really the only thing that mattered in the core was taking care of people um there's a lot of a lot of things that happen in the core, everything from your school side because it's college, but it's also all the the core requirements and everything. But the things that I'm most proud of and the things that I will hold most dear are the things that I did for other people um, to help them and take care of them. Be that my buddies, but also my underclassmen and my upperclassmen. Um, the 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 most the, some of the best things that ever happened to me in the core was when someone up to me told me. Uh, probably don't remember this and most of the time i didn't because it just was a little thing but they were like hey you did this for me or you said this to me um i remember i was sitting senior year in the grill the pavilion and um a a girl came up to me and i was just sitting there eating because i usually ate there between classes and she was like you probably don't remember me or remember this um but i was like sitting outside i want to say it was the rtc building or something um crying And uh, you and another person came up to me and were like, are you okay? And just talked to me for a minute. And uh, I think she had, I don't know if she was, um, wasn't able to continue in the Air Force RTC or something. I guess I feel bad now, but I remember, hey, you talked to me and you told me things were going to be okay. And you kind of just gave me like, like, hey, there's what you can do. Like you still can figure things out. You can make a plan and just talk to me for a few minutes, just out of the blue, never knew you, never met you before kind of thing. And uh, that changed my life. And um, I'm going into the Air Force now um wow and uh and and you really like you really helped me that day and uh man that blew my mind man that was just the best feeling ever I was sitting on cloud nine I don't think I learned a single thing the rest of the day because I was just (laughs) sitting there with uh, a big grin on my face because I'll be honest man I I I try to take care of people but I tend to feel like you know I'm probably not not doing very much and so um as much as I did for her for her and helped her she really helped me because it just made me feel like hey man you actually had an impact and um if if you take care of people even if you never find out even if you never get that response um if you know that your main focus was to take care of people then you'll you'll be a success and and most importantly you'll take care of people
0: so yeah that's awesome yeah Yeah, Yeah. well said well nick we uh this was a highly uh anticipated and we we were super excited to (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> to, to get to talk with you and uh well, it's been that. yeah uh it's been i mean it has been a long time since we caught up for sure so this no is, it has uh, been like a, yeah think think been more years beer
3: ago. than i ever oh, seen oh, it's baby. looking so official and, and in charge now it's <laughs> well, crazy. I know, the boots yeah. are
1: here and everything man I mean, oh hell yeah so it's, it's great zip and everything
2: yeah
3: well thank you very much for having me i hope that uh it was a, it was a good time and, oh, and yeah. i really enjoyed just talking <laughs> Um and seeing you guys and uh if you ever want me again or anything oh, else I could ever help with, um you let me know because Savage Six is, is where it's at and savages till the end. Yes, sir. Yeah. Awesome.
0: Um well, yeah, we so- ended it with
3: a whoop that'll be toolish. Can we do that? Yeah. Yeah, All right, All right. Right, right. All right three, three, two, one. Woo!